This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Montgomery, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. Never stop praying. Never stop praying. But you don't know what I'm going through. Never stop praying. But you don't know what I have to put up with. Never stop praying. Boy, it sure looks bad in the country. Never stop praying. What's going to happen in the election? Never stop praying. Never stop praying. I don't care what the circumstances are, what it looks like, what it don't look like. Never stop praying. Amen. Never stop praying. Because, see, your prayer is connecting you to heaven. Your need to heaven's resources. Amen. That's what we're going to be talking about today, especially in petition prayer. That's what it's about. It's a divine connection. It's a divine connection. You know, train yourself, if you haven't already, that in every situation in life, whether big or small, the first thing you do is you call out to Papa. I'm I'm looking to heaven for my connection. That's where I'm looking for my source. Amen. For the strength I need, the wisdom I need, the peace I need, the healing I need, the finances I need, whatever it is. Amen. Our Father God's got it. In abundance. Amen. And He don't charge interest. He gives freely. Amen. It's not a loan. It's a gift. (laughs) Whoo. Hallelujah. Well, today we're talking about the petition prayer realm. This is a realm where probably most of us are familiar with, you know, because let's face it, we are needy people, aren't we? I mean, I can't remember a day going by that I didn't have a need for God or from God. You? I can't even remember a minute, let alone a day. I don't know how people get by without a divine connection. Not very well, I'm sure. But you know, the Father's God, God, His desire is to meet His children's needs abundantly. And I'm telling you, that's, that's where it starts. This petition prayer, it starts with you've got to get that settled, 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 settled in your soul, in your heart, in your mind, that your Father God is good. He's good to everyone. He's good to all. And He wants to meet whatever your need is. He wants to meet it abundantly. He's not a get-by God. He's a more-than-enough God. He wants to meet your need. I mean, you think about it. I mean, think about every day God feeds all the birds on the planet. All the fish, or fish is. I still can't use to saying it that way, but that's proper. In the sea. Think how many fishes are in. I mean, we're, the planet's three-fifths water. The lakes, the streams, the oceans. Every day God's feeding them. All the beasts of the field. I think he can take care of your rent or your mortgage or whatever it is. Amen. So let's look. The first thing, and you know, most of this, it may be review for you, but you know what I found out? It's good to review things because sometimes they have a way of getting away from us. Isn't that right? And the Bible's full of review or repetition if you want to look at it that way. So the first thing is we got to determine God's will. And, of course, uh, we already talked about part of that is knowing God's character. Is God a good God? Is your God a good God? Or is He, or is he up there, you know, with the, He's got His red marker. 
Well, ah, man, I'm telling you, you got two red checks by your name. You ain't get nothing. Amen. Now, don't misunderstand me. I believe we ought to live right. Thank you for that weak amen and two nods. I said, I think we, I believe, I know we ought to live right. Isn't that right? To the best of our best. We're going to live right. Isn't that right? So I'm not giving anybody a license. Like I heard one guy said, you're giving people a license to sin. He said, they'll sin without a license. <laughs> but, you know, if, if, if that's your view of God, then I'm going to tell you what. The enemy's always going to tell you, you know, you got too many red checks by your name. And he'll rob you. So the first thing is you know God's character. But then secondly, if we're going to determine his will, it's real easy, isn't it? It's right here in the W-O-R-D, the B-I-B-L-E. God's word is his will, isn't it? This is the last will and testament. Jesus is the only one that gave his will, died to validate it, and then rose up to adjudicate it. <laughs> Amen. You know, usually, you know, you have to appoint an executor over your will because you're not here anymore to make sure it's done. <laughs> but Jesus was the exception. Not only did he die to validate it, but now he's the executor of it. <laughs> Woo. But God's word is his will. First John 5, he said, this is the confidence. Boy, I'm telling you, in prayer, we should be people of confidence. And when we know God's will, we can have confidence. Isn't that right? I mean, when I know God wants to save me, I mean, I'm confident I'm saved. When I know God wants to do something, I'm confident. Why? Because God's not a man that he should lie. He said we have confidence in approaching God. Isn't that what prayer is about? That if we ask anything according to his will, anything According to His will. Anything according to His will. Anything according to His will. What does He say? He hears us. Woo, hallelujah. He hears us. And if we know that He hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we ask of Him. So here's the thing. If we know the will... We can have confidence because we know He hears us. And if we hear, He hears us, we got it. He didn't say, if you had all your ducks in a row, if you fast 40 weeks out of the year, He said, if He hears us, we got it. And if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. So once we determine His will, we should have all kinds of confidence in our prayer, hadn't we? That God's going to respond. He's our assurance. Assurance means a positive declaration intended to give confidence. Boy, that's a positive declaration right there, isn't it? If, if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. And if He hears us, whatever we ask, we know. I said, we know. We don't hope so. We don't wish so. We don't beg so. We know so. We ought to be people of know-so when it comes to praying. Amen? And if we ask anything according to His will, He says we will receive. This is our confidence. Confidence means a full trust and belief in a person. Where's your trust when you pray? So many people, bless their heart, good people. I'm not being critical. 
But you know, they're, they're praying. And they're, but they, you know, if you really talk to them, they're not half expecting to get anything. They might at best hope that, you know, maybe 10% of my prayers, I mean, you know, if I could just get, you know, a couple of them answered. Come on. But if you were to ask most Christians, the average Christian, do you expect every one of your petition prayers to be answered? I guarantee you we'd have a variety of answers there. A hundred percent. Come on. I know. You say, oh, boy, you're setting the bar high. No, I didn't set the bar high. God said it. He said if we ask anything according to His will. So the second thing, this may, may seem very obvious, but I'm going to say it anyway. You've got to make your request known. You've got to make your request known. What is it that you want from the Lord? And you know, uh, I was reading after Dr. Youngie Cho, he, he talked about an incident he had about being specific when you make your request known. He, he first started his church. He, was, he had an old army surplus tent. This was uh, right after the Korean War there in South Korea. And, you know, he was, he was very, very poor, and very, very poor. And he had this old surplus tent he'd gotten, and that was, you know, that was, uh, the, that was their church building. And, you know, and he had one little room that he lived in, had no furniture in it, slept on the floor. In the winter it was cold, in the summer it was hot. Come on. See, and we, we get all... Well, I won't go there. <laughs> but he finally, he said, he said, Lord, he said, you know, I said, I need a bicycle so I can go out, you know, around, visit people and just, you know, be able to get around, you know, with my ministry. And he said, I'd also like a, a desk and a chair. So he prayed, you know, and, you know, and, you know, and weeks went by and months went by and he had nothing. He still had an empty room. He, he went to the Lord, and he said, Lord, he said, wait a minute. Now, you said, if I ask, you know, you were going to give it to me. He said, you know, I said, I've asked for three things. I don't have any of it. And he said, the Spirit of God just spoke to him. He said, well, son, he said, there are all kind of bicycles. What kind of bicycle do you want? There are all kind of desks. What kind of desk do you want? There are all kind of chairs. What kind of chair do you want? So he said, okay. He said, I want, at that time, he said, I want an American bicycle in South Korea because they were the best made. <laughs> and he said, I want, a, I want a mahogany desk. And he said, I want a chair with some, those wheels on it so he can, said, I can roll around my desk like a big shot. That's his words, not mine. And he said, he said, when he got specific and received, he said it wasn't just a matter of weeks. He had all three. See, sometimes we're too vague. And I think it's because we, we're a little afraid to ask God. God, if you could just, you know, I need some money. Well, a quarter would be some money, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? That would be some money. But so I think sometimes we're afraid, God, I need $100. You need to be specific. Come on. You have not because... Well, I don't know if God would want me to have $100. Well, we're going to help you with that as we go in this lesson today. Amen. So be definite in your request. And then this next thing, and we know this, but I want to, let's turn over there anyway. John uh, Gospel, let's look in uh, chapter 16. Use the name of Jesus 
to authorize your request. You know, there's something called a proxy. You know, people, people you know, sometimes, you know, uh, they, they, if, they're, if they're voting in a corporation or something, stockholders, you know, they send in their proxy. Proxy means this. It's an ally who can be relied upon to speak or act in one's behalf. You know what? Jesus is your proxy. Come on. He's seated at the right hand of the Father. When we use that name, you've got the ear of God. It's guaranteed. I said it's guaranteed. I got to preach better because y'all not responding. 1623. 1623. In that day, you will no longer ask me anything. Very truly, I tell you, my Father, my Father will give you whatever. Uh oh. Let's mark that out. That can't be right. Whatever you ask in my name. There's a proxy. There's our ally. His position, his resources. Until now, you've not asked for anything in my name. That's a lot of believers. Some people have just given up on prayer because they're not getting anything. I'm not, I mean, you know, not, I'm not being critical. I mean, if you're not getting anything, I don't blame you. I'd stop praying at least the way you've been praying. You know, I've said this before. If I was going from here to Birmingham and, you know, 10 years later, I hadn't got to Birmingham. I mean, I might want to stop reassess. Sometimes it's a good thing to reassess because otherwise you can just kind of get religious. We're not talking about religious praying that makes you feel good. That's fine if that's a byproduct, but that's not the re- reason for praying is to make you feel better. The reason to pray, petition prayer, is because you got a need and God's got a supply, and I want God's supply to swallow up my need. <laughs> I mean, you know. He said, ask and you will receive. How do we ask? In His name. And you will receive what? That your joy may be complete. Some, some Christians, I know why they don't have any joy. They don't ever get any answer to prayer. To them, it's a pipe dream. To them, it's just good preaching on Sunday like I'm doing now. Or it's just, you know, I, that was for the apostles. Or the great men and women of faith that are just, you know, way out beyond the rest of us. And the rest of us, you know, once in a while, maybe, you know, God will just kind of tip us and give us an answer to prayer little one no big prayers (laughs) come on use the name of jesus to authorize your request that's what he said he said ask he said whatsoever man i'm telling you what that talk about a blank check well now pastor norris i just don't believe well that's your problem and that's your prerogative but don't come fussing and complaining to us you know, because you, you could do it. God will answer your prayer same as He will anybody's. Amen? Make your request known. Use the name of Jesus. See, you don't, I think the reason some people struggle with this getting answers to prayer is they come in their own righteousness. They come in their own name. They come in looking at if I've checked off all the boxes that I've created that I think need to be checked off. But we don't do that. We come what? In His name. 
He, his righteousness, didn't the Bible say that he who knew no sin was made to be sin for us, that we might be made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus? Isn't that what the Word says? So if God's made you righteous and you've got the name of Jesus and you come before God, he said, he said you can ask whatever you will. Don't come in your own name. Don't come in your own righteousness. Don't come because you think you're something or not something. You come because you know He is something. <laughs> and that name, I'm telling you, gives you access. Isn't that right? Man, oh man. What if Bezos gave you his credit card? You know, the Amazon guy. Ooh, I wonder what his credit limit is on that thing. Probably ain't got no limit on <laughs> Man, oh man, but that ain't nothing compared to God. And God has given you his debit card. It's the name of Jesus, man. I'm telling you what, that's what's on the debit card. And it's, it's tied to God's heavenly supply, which is limitless, boundless, hallelujah. I ain't going to go to the ATM of heaven and it's not going to say overdrawn. Never, 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 never. Never, 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 never. Hallelujah. Woo. You know, some people, I mean, some people, you know, if Bezos gave, their, it gave them their card and said, you know, just use it however you want to. Some people, bless their heart, they need a peanut butter sandwich and live in a cardboard box somewhere because that's their thinking. The third thing is, pray in faith. And see, these first two are, we, we got to get those there. You're never going to pray in faith. If, if you don't know that God's Word is His will. It is His will. Somebody said there's over 7,000 promises. I've never counted them, but, you know, I know there's a lot in there. And I know this, there's enough for everything that you face. Isn't that right? Because didn't Peter say over there that he's given all these great and precious promises, everyone that pertain unto life and godliness. So that's life, the natural, and godliness, the spiritual. So he's given us every promise. Whatever it is you need, there's a promise somewhere. Yeah, but I don't know where it is. Well, you lazy thing, get in the Bible. God's not putting you on the dole. He wants you to come boldly and make your request known in faith. Believing in your heavenly Father. Trusting in Him, His goodness, His love, His power, His supply. What Jesus has done. Find scriptures. This is obvious, but find scriptures that cover your need. You know, you got a need. Where's the promise of God about that need? Where is it? You need to find it. Well, I, you know, I, you know, so many people pray. They go in to pray with the, I don't know. Well, I, or I, I hope so. Or, you know, maybe. That won't get it. Listen to me now. I want to help you. Find scriptures that cover your need. Listen to this, what Paul says in 2 Corinthians 1. But as surely as God is faithful, is God faithful? Do you believe God's faithful? Our message to you is not yes and no. For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who was preached among you by us, by me, Silas, and Timothy, was not yes and no. 
but in him it has always been yes. Woo, I like that. Listen to this, boy, I'm telling you. This is worth, the, worth admission today. For no matter how many promises God has made, no matter how many, they are yes in Christ. Woo! No matter how many promises God's made in Christ Jesus, He is more than enough to fulfill every promise He has made. Brother Bruce is not going to get your share unless you don't want it. What I'm saying is this, it don't matter. Brother Copeland's not sucking up all the blessing. <laughs> Amen, because it doesn't matter. No matter how many promises God has made to all of us, every one of us can access those promises. Because what? It is yes, yes, yes. See, when you go to God and you found out the promise, you know what His will is, you already know it's yes. Woo! Man, every time I go to somebody, I need a hundred. Yes. I need healing. Yes. I need, I need direction. Yes. I need wisdom. Yes. I already know it's yes. Well, my goodness, man, I'm going I'm, I'm to have a trail worn out. Because I'm going where the yes is. The world will tell you no. Religious people will tell you no. No, now, sometimes God tells you no. Well, the only reason He tells you no is you didn't go and find out what His will was first. Because He said here, it's not yes and no with God concerning His promises. Are you listening? Now, you get out beyond His promises. You go there and you ask for something that God hadn't promised you. You probably will get a no. But that's your fault, not God's. Amen? Many promises of God made they are yes in Christ and so through him the amen is spoken by us oh hallelujah that's right see I already know it's yes if I find out what God said find this promise the scriptures that cover my need I already know the answer is yes he said so right here so all I'm doing is going to add my amen amen Lord thank you I got it <laughs> Woo. I don't know about doing you any good, but I'm preaching myself happy anyway. Now, here's what, here's what I suggest. Listen, when you have a specific need, now we talked about being specific, okay? Unless it's just life or death at that moment, here's what I suggest that will help you in getting answers. Find the promises, we talk, talked about that, that you need, and then take those promises and just meditate on them for a few days. You know, Ponder them, mutter them, turn them over in your mind, speak them out. This is God's promise to me. This is what God has said He will do for me. This is how God's going to meet my need. This, this promise is yes already from God. And I do that for you because what? Faith comes by and hearing by the... And see, you build your faith up. Then when you go before God, woo, it's easy to add your amen. But see, too often we just we're off the cuff. Everything's off the cuff. I mean, sometimes it's an emergency. I understand that. But most times with our needs, I mean, you know, we could do this. You say, Pastor, I don't have time to do this. Well, then you're too busy. You need to re reorganize your life and reprioritize your priorities. Because if you're too busy for that, I don't believe in it, but I don't know what else to say. But good luck, because that's your own, your own. <laughs> 
So read and meditate on it before you pray. Get it down in you. Get it in you. And that makes it so much harder than once you've prayed for that. I mean, when the devil tries to shoot those thoughts of doubt, boom, they hit that shield of faith. Because you've got, man, you've got those promises ready. I mean, you've got, whoosh, you know, like Luke Skywalker. Remember? Man, I'm telling you, old Vader comes around, you know, breathing like that. But, man, when Luke pulls that lightsaber out, you know it's over, buddy. <laughs> Head's going to roll. And listen, he talks about the sword of the Spirit, but if it was written in today's language, it might have been the illustration he used. You know, because God, God's Word is light, isn't it? You pull that sword out, man, whoo, and let him have it. Just lop off doubt's head. He says, Mark 11, we know it over there, but let's turn over and look at it because it's good for us to remind ourselves. Mark 11. Jesus is talking about faith and prayer. I mean, this is, I mean, when Jesus, Jesus is the Supreme Court when it comes to teaching. Isn't that right? No matter what anybody else teaches, Jesus is the final word. Isn't that right? So, you know, so I tell you all the time, don't go by just by what I say. You get in the book and find out for yourself and make sure it's right. Amen? Listen to this in verse... Well, we'll read from 22. Have faith in God. Truly I tell you, if anyone says this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in their heart. That's why I said meditate on the Scriptures first. Meditate, meditate. Get them down in there. Does not, does not doubt in their hearts, but believes that what they say will happen. It will be done for them. Therefore, or because of this principle, this truth, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer. When you ask for in prayer, you say something, don't you? Believe. When do, you, when do you start believing? When you pray. Not when you have it. When you pray, believe. Say that with me. When you pray, believe. Say it again. When you pray, believe. Believe that you have received it and it will be, it will be, it will be yours. When I pray, I believe. I receive. Faith is the evidence, the proof, the title deed of things not yet seen. Amen? He said, and it will be what? Yours. Hallelujah. Whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you've received it and it will be yours. Glory to God. I believe this right here is really, this, this, this is the hinge on which the, <laughs> the door petition turns right here. This is, where we, this is where we mess up as believers in general more probably than anywhere else. Is that when we pray, you know, if we don't feel better, if we don't see the money manifest right then, if the healing doesn't come right in that moment, then, you know, well, I guess it didn't work. But he said, when you pray, believe, and it will be. It will be. I think the King James says, and you shall have it. Hallelujah. Well, I'd like to have it. That's the only reason I'm praying. Isn't that right? Come on. I'm, 
Now, see, the other type of prayer we talked about, communion prayer, that's where I, I go in the presence of God. I'm not necessarily after anything there except Him. Amen? Man, you want to feel better, go fellowship with God. You can't help but feel better. I mean, man, I mean, you know. I mean, you get in His presence, I mean, everything's better. Amen? Your viewpoint's better. <laughs> Amen? Your perspective's better. Your attitude's better. Your faith is stronger. Your hope is stronger. I mean, everything. So, you know, that's fine. But petition prayer, that's not where you feel better at. Communion prayer is where you can get the feeling better. But this petition prayer is because what? I got a need. God's got a supply. He said he wants to meet my need, and I want it. You say, oh, that sounds so greedy. Well, I'm sorry you feel that way. But that's what Jesus said, ask. Ask and you receive whatever, whatever you want, whatever you need. He said, you ask for it. He said, I'll give it to you. Amen. Don't worry about greedy people. There's a built-in safeguard for greedy people. Let me give you some keys real quickly, too, to, to more successful answers to your prayers in some areas. Real quickly in this petition thing. There's some things. Now, even though... There are many promises of God in there. Somebody says there are 7,000, but there are promises in there. But there are certain things when it comes to my individual, personal life that, you know, I have to discern the will of God. All right? For example, the direction that God's purpose for my life. Does He want me to be, you know, uh, you know, uh, uh, sailor, <laughs> treasure hunter? Whatever, I mean, you know, whatever it might be. You know, God's got a plan and purpose for all of us. What's, what's direction and the direction in my life? And then the, the unfolding of that, uh, that I need the direction I need. Well, you know, you can't go in here and say, okay, thus says the Lord, Brother Norris, go to here. There's not a promise for that, is there? This is what I'm talking about. See, so when it comes to direction, this is where we're going to have to take some time to wait on God. Oh, yeah. Come to that. <laughs> Close the computer. Put down the phone. Turn off the telly. And go spend some time with God. If you don't, it's going to be, you know, your whole life's going to be hit, miss, hit, miss, hit, miss, hit, miss, hit. Why? Because you, you, you're not sure about what God's direction is for you. You're not sure about what's the next, next thing God has for you. Now, some people, I realize, you know, your life's on autopilot, so you can just tune me out. You know, you just, you're living your life, whatever. <laughs> but if you're really, you know, convinced that God has a plan and a purpose for your life, then I want to know what it is. And I want to do my best to walk in that. Well, you know, it would be great if everywhere in here, you know, I could just find a promise where it says, Nars, you know, go over here, go over there, go over here. Now sit down, be quiet, shut up, listen. <laughs> so here's the thing, directions. There's good versus best. And so you're going to have to listen, listen to the Spirit of God when it comes to direction for your life. To come His, His will, His purpose for your individual specific life. Now within that, the, the broad thing, all of us, whatever our will is, God wants us to be healthy. 
Whatever God's will is for our life, He wants to supply all our needs. Whatever God's will is for our life, He wants us to have healthy relationships. So, see, there's promises that cover that in the broad way, but when it comes specific on these things, you're going to have to listen, get along with God and hear. Then, when it comes to possessions, you said, but you just said God wants to, said He'd meet all my needs according to His riches and glory, right? By Christ Jesus, that's right. He's going to meet all your needs. Everybody's needs is a little bit different, aren't they? See, you may think you need that Learjet. <laughs> but God, God might know different. Isn't that right? You know, everybody needs transportation. I need a vehicle. You know, and I enjoy my vehicle. The other day I was cleaning up at the car wash, and I pulled in right next to a guy that was cleaning up a brand-new, absolutely gorgeous Rolls-Royce. Man, was that thing. Whew. That was nice. I'd walk over there like I was doing something. Man, that thing was nice. You know, you say, well, you know, I want a Rolls Royce. Well, here's the thing. Why do you want a Rolls Royce? See, that goes back to motives. When it comes to possessions, it's about motives. A lot of people get themselves in financial trouble because they just say, well, praise God, I'm telling you what, brother so-and-so is driving a Rolls, and I'm going to get one. Come on. Well, so-and-so's got this, and I want it. See, Paul, James talks over there. He said, you, you ask and you have not because, he said, you ask from wrong motives. Yes, God wants you to have a house. God wants you to have nice things. But that doesn't mean that everybody is going to have exactly the same thing at the same time. Sometimes, you know, your faith needs to grow some. Amen? Sometimes if you got that at a certain stage in your life, it might be the worst thing in the world for you. Oh, I knew somehow you'd, there'd be a loophole in it. <laughs> There's no loophole. God never. God didn't promise to make you a millionaire. He promised to meet all your needs. Will there be some that, that, that will become millionaires? Absolutely they will. Are you one? I don't know. This is why I'm saying you've got to get along with God and find out. But if that's not part of his plan, he's going to meet your needs abundantly. I mean, you know, I don't have the biggest house in Montgomery, but I got a really nice, comfortable house. Amen. I don't drive a Rolls Royce, but I'm enjoying the vehicle I am riding. Amen. It's reliable. It's comfortable. It gets me where I want to go. Are you listening to me? So, yes, God wants to, he wants to meet our needs abundantly, but, you know, when it comes to certain possessions, we need to find out, okay, you know, because people can get themselves in trouble. Does God, why do you want that boat? Nothing wrong with owning a boat. But why, why do you want that? I mean, you have to understand this. Otherwise, you know, we would all have a house the size of Bezos. We'd all have a bank account the size of Bezos. Come on. Boy, it's awful quiet. I knew. Help you. Help you. Do, do what you want to with it, you know. You're, you're a grown person. And then the other one, real quickly, is associations associations okay you know if you're a single person who you marry boy it makes all the difference in the world I said it makes all the difference in the world and and who you go into business with makes all the difference in the world who are your close friends and associates it makes all the difference in the world 
and you need to, you need to, you, you know, this is where you seek God. You can't, you can't look over. I mean, there's some general broad guidelines. We know that. Paul talked over there to the Corinthians, you know. He said, you know, there's obvious things. I mean, you know, you know obviously you're not going to hang out, you know, with a drug dealer as your best friend. I understand that. But listen, sometimes if I can get a little closer to home, sometimes even within the body of Christ, there are certain people that won't help you get where God wants you to go. They can pull you down even though they're part of the family of God. So I'm going to love everybody, but not everybody's going to be my close personal friends. Isn't that right? And see, we need to be discerning. We need to pray about that. Okay? Amen? Let me give you some action points here. Let me ask you a question. You don't have to answer this out loud, just to yourself. Are you receiving answers to your petition prayers? I mean specific answers, not just... Yeah, well, you know, yeah. I'm making vague prayers, and I guess I got some vague answers, I think, somewhere, you know. If you can't write them down and list them, then you, you haven't gotten any. If not, investigate by going back over your prayer life, this petition prayer. And I guarantee you, as simple as it is, somewhere in the things I mentioned today is where you're going to find there's a, there, you know, there's a problem. You know, every once in a while, you know, some of the drains in, in, in the bathroom, you know, they get stopped up. Does that happen in your house? No? What kind of drain you got? Because it does. I mean, you know, soap gets in there and hair and, you, you know, different things. You shave and all that gets in there and eventually it clogs it up. When it clogs it up, the water backs up. When the water backs up, it's not nice, is it? Some people got a lot of backed up prayers. Because you've got a clog in there. If you release that clog, all of a sudden, you start seeing prayers start to be answered. Remember this. God wants to meet your need abundantly. Abundantly. Are you listening? Abundantly. Well, today, we're going to celebrate the Lord's table in communion. Hallelujah. If you didn't get... Uh, the elements when you came in, if you raise your hand, the ushers will get you one. There's some right there on the table. Can, can you bring me one, baby doll? You don't have to open it. Thank you. You know, <clears throat> what we're about to do is not a religious thing. It's not just symbolic. It's a powerful living reality today that we partake of the Lord's table. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's Word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.